of a nation, we are part of this. Yes, we are so amazing, that's the least we shall be. At the heart of the nation, changing history. You are on to Children and COVID-19 Radio Show. Hello, dear listeners. I'm your host for today, Olive Bechiku Sharon James. I am 20 years old and I'm a student of Unilag. I also run an NGO called We Run The World Girls. In this special episode of your favorite radio show, we'll be examining the impact of forced eviction on children and young people during COVID-19. Don't forget, the Children and COVID-19 radio and podcast program is proudly brought to you by the Center for Children Health Education, Orientation and Protection, also known as Sea of Nigeria. This program shows the various ways in which the pandemic affects children across Nigeria. It is also brought to you in children's own voices. We appreciate the generous support of our sponsor, the Fund for Global Human Rights, in bringing you these undiluted views of children. As earlier hinted today, we will hear about how the practice of forced eviction by authorities, which render hundreds and sometimes thousands of people homeless, affects children. Forced eviction exercises in which the homes of most of the urban poor is usually impoverished. Informal communities, also known as slums, are demolished and they are rendered homeless, are quite common in major cities in Nigeria. According to World Bank, more than 2 billion people live in slums and informal settlements, mostly in Asia, Africa and Latin America. In Nigeria, owing to lack of planning and bad governance, there is a major housing deficit with Estimates have put at 70 million housing units. In Lagos alone, which is the epicenter of most cases of forced eviction over the years, housing deficits are estimated at about 3 million housing units. Lagos is reputed to have more than 100 informal communities. But rather than address this acute shortage of housing, the government from time to time carry out massive demolition exercises, which has displaced several thousands of people, including children and young people. Amnesty International says that between years 2000 and 2009, the Nigerian authorities forcefully evicted more than 2 million people. The quest for urbanization oftentimes is at the expense of the urban poor, who have to struggle to make ends meet all on their own while striving to find a shelter, sometimes ending up in more affordable informal settlements. In the past, demolitions have happened in Morocco, Badia East, Makoko, Ilubiri and Otodogbame. In the case of which happened in 2017 and rendered more than 30,000 homeless, several persons were killed at the state security personnel and hired thugs descended on the community at dawn, shooting, maining and setting houses on fire. We'll take a short break and when we return, we'll look at the latest demolition exercise in Lagos and its painful impact on children and young people. You will also be hearing from the affected persons. Hello children. Do you know that coronavirus has killed thousands of people in Nigeria? Some of them are children. There is no cure for it right now, but you can avoid getting it by doing the following. Wash your hands regularly with water and soap and use hand sanitizers. Do not shake hands with or hug anybody for now. Do not sit or stand too close to people for now. Do not attend any big gatherings for now. Cover your mouth with your elbow when you sneeze or when someone sneezes around you. If possible, stay indoors for now. Stay safe. 
their children. Azi, thank you. This is a message from Z Hope Nigeria. Welcome back. You are still on to children and COVID-19. On the 31st of December, we're all at home. We don't know what's wanted to happen that day. So around 10 o'clock, some people just came, Ubudoza, that we should pack our things and leave. And they only give us seven minutes to pack our things. Most of us were not even able to pack our things. Some children were just running about and they were pushing people to go outside. That's how the Ubudoza scattered, scattered our community. That was Aisha Saleh a resident of Monkey Village, an internationally recognized brilliant student and child activist who was also affected by the demolition. We will be hearing more soon. Now, in what many have described as a gross violation of human rights and housing rights, Monkey Village, an informal community around the Hybro Opebi area of Lagos, was demolished on 31st of December 2020. What makes the case of the Monkey Village very bizarre is the fact that the people received no form of notice whatsoever. In fact, when it happened on the very eve of New Year, many had traveled for the festivities and others had gone out to carry out their usual business activities. Hundreds of people lost personal and household items as bulldozers pulled down their houses, heavily guarded by dozens of armed secu security personnel and hired thugs. My name is Adesha Wawulade. I'm 41 years old. I'm living on Fawonki Village. I have four children. On 31st, December 31st, 2020, all these people, they just came. They said they come for Alausa. Well, you know everything. They don't demolish everywhere, spoil everything. And not be begging, they said, maybe they should help me to pack my load because nobody with me. They no glue. They said, I should leave everything, break my, my, all, my, all, my, all my markets, everything. I'm making it, and I'm making trust. They demolish all my cooler, all my gas, everything. I'm not seeing anyone. CEOP's ICT center and youth hub in the community and water projects were also fully destroyed alongside the computers, community library, and other gadgets. That was a song rendition by the children of Monkey Village at one of our sessions with them before the community was demolished. After several initial deniers, the Lagos state government took responsibility and said it was an attempt to regain the state's master plan. It has yet to explain why the community was not given the benefits of the mandatory prior notice at all before the action. It is to be noted that this first eviction exercise and the entire violence visited on Monkey Village, like all the others in the past, is a gross violation of human rights of the people as enshrined in the Nigerian Constitution of 1999 as amended. The Nigerian Child's Rights Act of 2003, the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child 1989 and the United Nations provision on the right to adequate housing. It is even more painful that this is happening during COVID-19. Global pandemic where movements are meant to be curtailed. This means these already vulnerable people are now rendered even more vulnerable. We will take another break and when we return, 
will be hearing from the affected persons. Welcome back. We are still on to children and COVID-19. We are looking at the demolition of Monkey Village in Lagos and its impact, especially on children in COVID-19 period. We learned that some of the community members were also beaten up by security personnel present. Let's hear from the residents. They also rough handled some residents. For, for example, Adeshewa, when they wanted to demolish her house and she challenged them, not really challenged, she was like, please don't demolish my house, this is only what I have. And they started beating her up, they lie her down, started marching her head, they raised their gun up, they wanted to shoot her. And people started shouting that, please don't kill somebody, don't kill somebody. So they had to take her into their e-locks and wanted to carry her away when people went to beg for her before they released her. But they've refundled her before they released her. As explained earlier, children are the ones feeling the heaviest toll of this displacement. Let's hear from Emmanuel, who is now struggling to stay in school as a result. It has been difficult going back to school Dem since they demolished our house. It has not been very interesting as it used to be. And I don't, it, it doesn't really make sense for somebody to be staying on the roadside, going to school. What do experts think about this displacement? Nemo Basi, a leading environmental rights advocate and director of Health of Mother Earth Foundation, says that this is very unfair. Most depiction can, is not a solution to anything, it's not a solution to urbanization. And the areas that the rich and the powerful and governments always assault, the people they always displace, the people whose properties they always destroy without any consent or responsibility. They always do this because they want to grab the land occupied by the poor. And they forget that the people they are terrorizing are poor because government has made it impossible for them to escape out of poverty. Those children who are the future leaders of Nigeria being traumatized just because some people want to grab the land on which they had their parents have brought them up. Those who are assaulting these children, because they are helpless, they're small, they can't fight anyone, whether they have rights, they forget that these children have rights. Rights of children to safety, right to life, every human right. Children have every right to every human, and then they have special rights as children. Demolishing their homes, sending them into the cold, does not recognize the fact that these children need to be protected. But this also is a manifestation of the kind of exploitation and the kind of terror that the state has visited on its citizens by lack of care. And we're calling on the Lagos State government to take immediate steps to ensure, number one, that this sort of degradation, this sort of destruction does not occur again in Monkey Village or any other part of Lagos State. Number two, that those who have been displaced are taken care of, provided internally displaced people's camp, just like we have in other parts of the country, that their homes are restored and the people are returned to where they've lived for years. And no action, no further action should be taken without consultation of the people. They need to be told what happened, why it happened, and they need to be told the steps taken to redress 
this hand. They should be done immediately. We agree with Dr. Bassi that the Lagos State Government must right these wrongs against the people of Monkey Village. And the time is now. Benga Komolafe, Executive Director of the Federation of Informal Workers of Nigeria, wants an end to the attack on the urban poor, especially in Lagos. The recent destruction and evictions that we have seen in Monkey Village actually underscores the extremely backward Lagos urban development trajectory. Most Lagos state citizens have had to live with in the past two decades. In this period of about 20 years of so-called democratic rule, we've had scores over 60 urban informal settlements as well as informal work clusters such as mechanic villages, sawmills, and so on and so forth, destroyed. This attitude actually disempowers a lot of people who constitute majority in Lagos State. It is an established fact. As a matter of fact, according to Nigerian Bureau of Statistics figures, over 75% of Lagos State people live in informal settlements and also work in informal environments. It will make sense for Lagos State government to abide by the provisions of Sustainable Development Go 8, which provide for decent working environment for all living in cities in the 21st century. Finally, let's hear from Betiaba, founder of Sea Hope. Our organization, Sea Hope, works with children and young people and to some extent women in Monkey Village for about five years before the unfortunate demolition of the community. It will be good for the world to take note of the gross injustice meted against one of our society's most vulnerable groups. First, the demolition exercise did not abide by the legal, mandatory, adequate prior notice. There was absolutely no notice, which was why our ICT center and water projects were completely destroyed. We had no time to retrieve anything. Kindly note also that our projects were sited on a parcel of land which had an owner and whose owner had adequate legal document. That land was also part of several parcels of land owned by several individuals which was not part of the particular land being contested for, for which government and some of their agents have continuously made propaganda about a, a certain contested land. And one month later, the people of Monkey Village who were unlawfully ejected from the community without notice had had no form of engagement or consent from the Lagos State Government even with the wide public outrage and publicity and the current humanitarian crisis they have had to contend with. We demand for an unbiased investigation into what actually went down in Monkey Village. We demand for relocation of the people. We demand for adequate compensation from the Lagos State Government, which has already taken responsibility for this uh, unlawful demolition. Thank you. This show has been made possible by the generous support of the Fund for Global Human Rights and from the stable of Sea Hope Nigeria. Executive producer and scriptwriter is Betty Abba and the producer is Willie Walkman Oga. And I remain your humble host for today, Olwebube Sharon James.
Thank you so much and bye for now. The future is not a time zone that is yet to come. The future is everything that we can be but have not yet become. The future is everything that we can do but have not yet done. The future is here, the future is now. So go ahead and deliver the future because you can. <laughs>